0: Hello, and welcome to Status Hour. Uh, my name is Noura Erekat, and joining us today is Homa Hudfar. Welcome with us, Professor Hudfar.
1: I'm glad to be with you.
0: Professor Hudfar is a Canadian-Iranian socio-cultural anthropologist and professor emerita of anthropology at Concordia University, Montreal. She's a renowned anthropologist. Professor Hudfar has published widely on gender and development, Islamic family law, refugees, informal economies, Muslim dress codes, and women's political participation. She's conducted fieldwork in multiple countries across the Middle East and North America. Her work is best known for interrogating Western stereotypes about Muslim women and has earned her the reputation as one of the most respected scholars working in the field of Middle Eastern women's studies. In early 2016, Professor Hudfar traveled to Iran for personal and professional reasons. After staying there for a month and just one day before her departure, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard confiscated her travel documents and prevented her from leaving. Three months later they arrested her. Professor Hudfar spent 112 days, approximately four months in jail, before being released to Amman and then finally back home to Montreal. I had the recent pleasure of meeting Professor Hudfar in Boston at the annual Middle East Studies Association's conference where I found her perusing the book fair in what must have been a very absurd yet welcome return to some sort of normalcy, um, one that certainly belied this recent ordeal. Welcome again, Professor. Thank you for being with us. And, and and really just to comment on that moment when I saw you in the book fair, uh, you described it to me in ways I think our audience would appreciate.
1: As I told you earlier on, I'm as a Middle Eastern, I guess I get I got used to uh have um the idea that if you live in Middle East or you're Middle Eastern, always expect unexpected. So in some way my arrest in Iran was part of I treated it as an unexpected development.
0: And and yet this irony of expecting the unexpected tells us a lot about the precarity of the situation in the Middle East, but also the status of academics. Maybe to help our audience orient themselves, you can tell us a little bit about the government's steady encroachment upon you that begins with confiscation of your passport, multiple interrogation that then culminates in your imprisonment. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Well, I, I had gone to Iran to visit family, but also I had not been in Iran for a few years because of my um, spouse's illness. So I decided to go for a longer period, which is, was a month, and, um, and also do some archival research. But because of the part of my new project, I'm, I'm looking at the history of um, women in parliament, not necessarily just in Iran, but I'm looking at several case studies like Indonesia, Iran, Argentina, Senegal. There there are eight countries I'm looking at, and Iran was one of those, um, the Middle East case study. So that's why I had I decided I go to Iran and visit family, uh, run away from the cold in Montreal. That was also a personal side to it. And um, also then uh, pick up uh, all the archive material I needed from the, Library of the Iranian Parliament. And then uh, that just before I, I left, I got an uh, unexpected visit of revolutionary guards who basically ransacked my apartment and took all the many, many books, all my data from 97, which I had collected working with Afghan refugees in Iran and Pakistan. And then, of course, my all of my equipment, um, my telephone, my computer, my iPad, my Kindle, everything that I had, including all of my IDs, including my university card. So I was left with no ID. And I was told to go to to their office for further interrogation and that I had to introduce myself to the court within five business day, and um, and then I could not leave the country.
0: What was your initial reaction, everything that you have, even to verify your identity? I mean, I'm sure the worst must have been on your mind, but also this idea that also your life's work was being taken away from you.
1: Yes, I mean, I initially I was a bit shocked, but I knew that sometimes they confiscate passports over scholars, if they are leaving the country or if they are entering into the country. And then they ask them to go and they interview them a few times and basically create a hassle, but then they let them go. But but, in, but I wasn't sure what was happening in those cases. Usually they don't come and confiscate your um, equipment or take your books and data, which in, in my case they did. But I was also what concerned me a little bit more was the way they picked up. For instance, when they came across my book on hijab in North America, they just threw it on one side. When they came amongst my book um, bookshelf, they came across a flag, a Palestinian flag, because my spouse was very much active on on the question of Palestinian. They just asked me, "What is this?" and I, I, they didn't recognize it. which all the Uh, work and talk they do about Palestinians they didn't recognize Palestinian flag so I had to say it's a Palestinian flag and then they throw it in one side (laughs) so it was they only picked up things that they thought they can use to make a file for me and that that worried me because I knew they're not after knowing um, what I was doing but after making a file but I kind of told myself Maybe this is just the people who collect the material and they're used to this kind of picking up things. But then the next day I was, the next three or four days I went for interrogation and finally caught and I was then released on bail for a couple of months, after which they finally, they increased the bail to the sum that they knew I could not, my family couldn't afford in Iran. and. Since I said I didn't have the bail, they said, okay, then you have to go to prison. So they took me from the court right away to prison without even informing my lawyer. On paper, they told me that I can have my, I should come with a lawyer. But when the lawyer was not even permitted to enter into the court building, never mind in the courtroom. And so in this way, I was being held in, in Evan prison and I had days. Days after days of interrogation.
0: Can you describe just the ordeal? I think for most people interrogation is such a sterile term, right? It's, well, obviously they're going to question you. And yet on many levels, this interrogation of you wasn't simply to collect information, but intended to, to break your spirit in many ways. Can you describe um, some of that to us and, and implications of it?
1: Interrogation in, in in this context is that they want to make a file and they want you to say or write that you have you have been engaged. In my case, I have been engaged in collaborating with foreign state against the Islamic Republic, and their their excuse was that uh, they actually had lost. I have to. Um, give a little background um, in, in Iran we have the, the state is made up two different, um, the broadly two different uh, sides there's the elected body which is government and president and the ministers and non-elected body which is the supreme leader, revolutionary guard um, uh, radio and television which are the, uh, the monopoly of the, uh, the non-elected police force and also judiciary. So these are non-elected body, and so they tend to be hardline conservatives. They don't want to normalize their relationship with, the, with other countries, and they don't actually, to them, democracy is a dirty word. They don't, they don't believe in democracy or the voice of people because they believe the supreme leader is the representative of God on earth so in um, so, this is an ideological um, situation. So they had uh, they had lost the election very badly in, uh, in, which was the parliamentary election for which I, um, I for the first time I was in Iran, I had never been in Iran in, um, for any election. This was the 11th parliamentary election. But also I have to say <clears throat> the contradiction is that... Um, While my um, while Iran is not a democracy, but in terms of process of election, Iran has had some 43 uh, national elections since the revolution in 37 years. So every year they had at least one election. Um, And uh, but in recent time, the conservative uh, candidates, the hardline candidates have lost. They lost the presidency uh, three years ago. Then they they lost the nuclear deal that they didn't want to sign, but uh, there was a a pressure from the public, but also from from the economy. They they had to agree with the nuclear deal, and then they lost the election, for which I was in Iran badly. But I never thought Iranian election is very serious, so I had not really wanted to participate in the election. But while I was there, it was interesting for me. I walked in the street, looked at the posters and read different newspapers. But when they had lost the election, then they were very furious and they wanted to ble- to blame it on outside interference rather than accepting that they have lost the legitimacy maybe they enjoyed in previous decades. So, And I happen to be the unfortunate scholar who was in Iran at the time. And for me, I didn't even take my, you have to have your birth certificate to to be able to vote. But I hadn't even taken my birth certificate because I hadn't planned to, I mean, election was not a big thing in my mind. I wanted to be, to go to the library and get some historical material from the turn of the century because Iran had its constitutional revolution 101 101 or two years ago so i wanted i thought a century of discussion around democracy constitutional um, <clears throat> rights of people would be interesting to have and before and after the revolution so that's what i was in iran for and of course visiting my family and uh, but they decided that i was there to interfere with the election and they were telling me that i have influenced the election which was a big compliment, as I had said before, to me, single-handed. We should have
0: brought you to the U.S. before our our most recent election. Uh, We had no idea of your capacity.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was it. I I told him, I wish I could. I mean, after all, they said you have uh, have met with uh, the vice president on women's affairs and you have been guiding her. For one thing, I had never met her. I met her um, just two days before they arrested me by chance for about 10 minutes. And then I never met her. If I see her in the street today, I wouldn't recognize her. But also it was uh, how could one person influence the election? And even if I did, there were only at most this time that they thought it was a women's revolution. We only have 17, I think 17 if it is confirmed by now, women out of 290 Uh, member in the parliament is uh, even so i was in in some way i told them that was a big compliment to me that they thought single-handedly i could influence the result of an election and i wish i could and i would if i could (laughs) but it's not possible for anyone to do that but anyway that's how they wanted to do so the interrogation was all building up to 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 this they wanted me to admit that i was interested in, in interfering in politics in Iran, and uh, that I was a feminist. As though, And I kept saying, saying, you define feminism for me, I will tell you whether I'm a feminist or not. They said, your books indicate you're a feminist. I said, yes, I am, but my definition may be very different than yours, so I want to know yours. They didn't know how to define feminism. They just, it, To them, it was just negative. And the next day, they came back and said, well, Feminist is uh, someone who questions the the institutions. I said, well, of course, the, in any culture, continuously would question the uh, the social institution. Otherwise, no progress will happen, and the culture will die. And so, so anyway, that that kind of continued con- kind of discussion. I had decided earlier on, and that okay, I'm going to get ten years. By the time I went to Evan Prison, I had lost my optimism, and I got—I thought I'm going to get ten years, so I may as well um, say what I want, and maybe in the process they—they they learn something.